Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermud. At the weekend, I popped along to St. Mark's Village to the Vintage Summer Show. And I was at Vintage Machinery Displayed and Ploughing as well in the north of the island of Ballacrebin Farm. Before we get into the, the older machinery, Kerry, uh, great time you were away with Isle of Man Meats. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, a great privilege it was to represent Isle of Man Meats, the local farmers and, and everyone else here on the island that makes it possible. But uh, a piece of their beef, um, a rib of beef, got through to the final of the Meat Management Industry Awards down in Birmingham. It had to come through its categories and then it come out into the final beef product and um, to be up there with the top six was just fantastic. Yeah, and, and just how, how big is this? It's a huge competition. It is for the whole of the UK. And for people that are involved in the, the meat industry, they'll know and heard of many of the big processes. We, we're up against Marks and Spencers, Sainsbury's, Aldi, to name but a few, Scott Beef, really, really big companies. Um, but it just shows the quality that the Isle of Man is producing. Yeah, that's excellent news for that side of it. But I mean, what's what's next? Is the is the more are the Alaman getting involved in more of these? Um, obviously, the the cheese has been accepted so well around the world. Is, is there other areas that uh, are coming up that we can enter? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, food and drink is is so popular now across the whole of the UK, and uh, Alaman meats are taking part in the Great British Food Awards and also the really popular Great Taste Awards. And those results are yet to come. Um, but like we saw Finley McLeod there judging at the World Cheese Competition and um, hats off to the Isle of Man Creameries they do a great job of their marketing as well Yeah, excellent so uh, we'll be keeping an eye on how uh, everything gets on uh, further afield off the island but on the island Kerry uh, St Mark's you were at Yes, Cordeman Farm there in St Mark's opened its doors four years ago to the general public um, with great displays of farm animals and to take a trip around and also stay in some of their little Fultons. Well this weekend Graham Taylor and his team there at St Mark's held the Summer Vintage Show and I popped along to see what was all going on. Well Shauna Boyle you've been going around the summer here with the Vintage Tractor Clubs and, and obviously with your own machineries and again you're coming away with silverware What's it today? Uh, best in show, I think we have here today for the Ford 4000 tractor, uh, which I won three weeks ago in a raffle in Ireland with a ticket that cost me £25. No, that cannot be true. Oh, that is 100% true. Well, 100% I never... True. And it is some model. She's gleaming here in the sunshine. She's gleaming and been polishing all night at her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> polishing all night at her. So what goes into getting a tractor like this here for today? Because obviously it's an older girl. Yes. I couldn't even tell you what year it is at the moment. But, uh, yeah, you just need to get everything right, don't you? And uh, have her look on the best. And to get all the parts, you know, obviously they're older parts yeah. and not these modern electronical type of ones that are about now. So how hard is it to get it restored? Well, this this was fully restored. I won this as it is. Right, but I have see, yeah. half a dozen more up in the shed. And, uh, yeah, to get parts, and you put a lot of work and a lot of effort into getting them all into looking as best you can. So this came from your part of the world. You've it been came. now here on the Isle of Man how long? 30 years. Oh my, a Manxman then? A Manxman, yeah, I'm here enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, what part of Ireland did she come from? She came from County Tyrone, yeah, uh, on a raffle Sunday night, three weeks ago I think it was, 
and uh, myself and my brother bought two tickets, one each, and uh, I got the lucky one. My word, and I bet that was some shock when that phone call was, came in. <laughs> yeah, we found out on the Wednesday night that some one of us won the tractor, so yeah, that was it. And to look at a Sean, like she gleaming here and all the rest of it, value-wise, how do you go about valuing an old tractor like this? To many, if, you know, if you'd stripped it back and took all the paint mm, off and mm. left her as a rusty old thing in the shed, it wouldn't be worth much. But no. to you, this into the vintage machinery yeah, and restoring yeah. it and looking after it. Yeah. Uh, at the minute, I would say, standing there, probably eight, maybe £9,000. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be sort of estimated value off it, I think, yeah. yeah. But to you, that doesn't matter? No, that doesn't matter. That doesn't make any difference. No, no. 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 And you've got a young lad here with you today. And uh, I seen him pottering around there with the silverware. Keen interest? Oh yeah, he's got two of his own tractors there, <laughs> and he's uh, riding about there with a lawnmower, Massey Ferguson lawnmower, yeah. riding around the ring. So keeps him out of mischief. Well, this is the thing, and it's nice to see the young ones getting involved yeah, with this yeah, type yeah. of. It, it's a hobby, I suppose you'd it call it. Well, a hobby, <laughs> a very expensive hobby. <laughs> <laughs> It'd bankrupt you if you weren't careful, I'll tell you. Yeah. So would you go with the Ford all of the time, no, or no, is this no, a different... Uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> a Mossy Ferguson, Ferguson man to heart. Like, uh, I've never owned a Ford before in my life, so no. Oh, but uh, I'm not going to give it away, you know what I mean? No, this is it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it is what it is, yeah. But, uh, and the other tractors on display here, now it was a fair array today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how, how do you all stand up to these... Well, there's some fantastic tractors there today. Fantastic. Uh, some restored, some not restored, but uh, absolutely brilliant. Brilliant display here today, yeah. And do you think we've got quite a good uh, vintage tractor movement on the Isle of Man? Yeah, there is, yeah. Good clubs, yeah. Yeah, oh, I definitely. Well supported. Yeah. Well supported, yeah. And I suppose events like this, like Graham himself there, he has a couple in, in the classes here to be judged, and I think he, he really enjoys it too, and oh, to open his farm to put this on yeah, is, yeah. is great, isn't it? It's, it's amazing, yeah, yeah. I think he made a bit here today. Wow. Uh, I counted about eight there. And they're all pretty rare, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, every one of them is... Uh, good on their own right yeah and no how doubt. would you find obviously you come lucky with yours you mm. know through the internet yeah through the, the internet, and that yeah. that's really brought the world so much closer but how do you go finding the rare ones i suppose again the internet is uh, yeah uh, ebay the stuff is on ebay you just have to stay off ebay to be honest <laughs> <laughs> because uh, <laughs> there's just no end to what's no. on there like yeah no. and like you say for parts and things like, that yeah. would be easier to acquire oh. them than maybe yeah uh definitely um ABS, uh, it's the way forward, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> For sure. And what's, what's this young lad? What's your name? Uh, Aiden. Right. Aiden. Aiden, I'll go a couple of words with you, Aiden. Right. Now, Aiden, you're here with your lawnmower. How have you got an interest into the, the vintage machineries? Uh, well, it's just that my dad, it's because he always goes to his farm all the time and he always gets his tractors there. Yeah. And do you enjoy it? You know, obviously coming here today, there's lots of old ones. And, and to you, these look very different from the modern day tractor. You know, how do you enjoy it? I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. yeah. And and do you think one day you'll own one of these new modern types? Depends on the type. Oh no, have you got a favourite too? <laughs> yeah. Go on, what's the brand? Uh Lamborghini. Oh my way. I'm assuming this from this Jeremy Clarkson, oh. is it? Yeah. <laughs> day, but but that's that's the thing with TV and celebrities like Jeremy Clarkson. They do bring yeah, yeah. life oh, into right, agriculture. Yeah, of course they do, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? Just watching that programme. 
But I think he's done quite a good job oh, for he agriculture. Done a, he's done a real good job, yeah, he has. And especially uh, being into the machinery and the, and the engine side of mm, things, the mm. cars and trucks and all the rest of it. Oh, it's, it's brought to light, like you say, a Lamborghini. We think of it as being like multi-million pound tracks. Yeah. But there it was quite reasonable yeah, compared was, to yeah, a lot yeah. of these tractors. Of course, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely done a lot for agriculture, hasn't he, and, and uh, promoting things, definitely. Good, good. Well, anyway, I bet you can go and get a nice Well, Bobby Cooley, a long way from home, or is it back to your roots? <laughs> it's back to here. <laughs> I, well, I, I was on this place first, back in the 1950s, bale and hay. Well, and has it changed much? <laughs> Everything's changed up here. Now living in Hillbury, you've come yeah. back today to do the judging yeah. of the tractors. Yeah, the judging of the things. And yeah, that's where I was asked to see what I do it and always like to help out. This is and it. That. And it's a good yeah. display? Yeah, it's a good display. There's lots of good tractors there. Yeah. And lots of, well, all the machinery, like, you know, and these cars down here, there's some of them done up that well, you can't choose between them, really. <laughs> <laughs> it makes your and, job as a judge yes. very difficult. Yes, but this steam engine, it's a model of what they were, every detail is in it as they were when I was a lad, like, and first seen them when the thrashing mills gone round. Never. You know. Yeah. And there's every detail in that. It's done. Whoever built it, he's built it every, just got it down to a smaller and everything. But oh, perfect. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. You and know. there'll be some good memories you've got of working with them then, Bobby. Yeah. Yes, my first job with the steam engine on the farm, thrashing, was when I was six, I had to keep this drum that was alongside the steam engine full of water, carrying in a little bucket. Never. And every so often you would hear the suction and the thing would be empty. And oh, golly, again. you'd have to run again. Start again. <laughs> but that, but was, that was an important job. Yeah, because it was water to keep the machine running, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, Fred, the overall champion here today at the Vintage Show, Bet you're delighted. Oh, uh, I'm very pleased, yeah, yeah. And what have we got here? A lovely name of Pippa. Yeah, it's a miniature Garrett steam engine, four inch to a foot, so it's a third scale. And it is some piece of machinery, isn't it? It's absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's, uh, everybody seems to like it. Yeah, and how did you come across her? I bought off a lady who'd owned it from pretty much new, and she, she, she lives on the island, Jackie Rock. And um, she'd looked after it for about 20 years or more. And then uh, I always expressed an interest in it. Yeah. And she rung me up one July. Um, and it's my birthday in July. Oh. And she rung me up in July and it was my 60th birthday. So I thought, well, I'll buy it for my 60th birthday. Yeah. And that's how I ended up with it. And that was three years ago. My word. And has she taken a little bit of getting used to? Yeah, yeah, Jackie, Jackie uh, showed me what to do and uh, give me the best training and give me letters and notes of what I should do and shouldn't do. And then I've had help of other people, Chris Wedgwood and uh, people on the railway yeah, yeah, and that. Yeah. And uh, just what you pick up, talking to people and, uh, you know, reading books and reading what other people have done and haven't done. And you just, you just pick it up, really. Yeah, and have you um, always had an interest in the vintage machinery? I've always had old tractors or something lying about, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But this year you just showed me, Fred, there, a little fire going in underneath there. How hard is it to, you know, to get that to stay lit? And obviously you've taken Bobby Cooley here, the overall judge, around the Grand Parade. It, 
it's not bad. You just got to watch when people distract you by talking to you. <laughs> I'll just turn that, turn that off for a minute. Um, you just got to keep a balance. The yeah. water, it's a small boiler, so it's got small tolerances. So you got to make sure it's level when you're checking things. If it's facing downhill, you won't get an accurate reading. And likewise, if it's facing uphill, you won't get an accurate reading. And you've got to remember that if it's right when you sit and level, when you go downhill, the water level's going to drop. And when you go uphill, it's gonna, you're going to gain water. Yeah, um, yeah, it's getting that so balance, you got, isn't So you've got to get a balance, yeah. yeah you can yeah. have too much water as well as too little. And how will that affect it? Well, if you go downhill with too much water in, it'll siphon and the water goes into the cylinders then. Oh, and you can damage the engine and obviously it won't go very well. Um, and the other thing, the water can, if you've got too little water going downhill, it gets away from the fire. Yeah. And then the top of the fire overheats. And it's got a thing in it, fortunately, called a fusible plug. And if the fusible plug melts, it blows the steam in water into the fire and puts the fire out. Oh my word, this is a tr so, tricky bit of kit. But yeah. this is what they would have had to have faced back in the day when they were the proper big machines out on the farms. That's right, it's exactly the same, just smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then problems with, you know, travelling between the different spots. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The only thing is, with, with the bigger machines, obviously you've got more water. Um, you know, you've got more tolerances. Whereas with yeah. this, it's, there's not much difference between full and empty, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she looks well, all of the brass there shining. You, it's, yeah. it's just lovely, isn't it? Oh, it's nice, yeah. It's nice to get it all polished up and cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. And obviously it took Bobby's eye today. Bobby, what did you think? You know, she oh, was the I first choice. That. I enjoyed that ride. Did you? But the thing, when he was talking about the water, you'll notice different places like, let's see, down... Colby, the, the spout, the iron spout. Yes, yes, yes. They were places where the steam engines could get more water, fill their tank up again. I see, and yeah. then they'd be able to move on so again. So they could move on. But in under there where he said that plug goes, you had a job. The, the, I don't know how they got in to get another plug put in, because they had to renew that because it was... It was made of a soft metal which burnt and melted. Oh, see. It was a safety thing on them. Right, right. And is that the same now then, Fred? It's the same now. If the, if the fusible plug goes, you've got to pull the ash pan out, get the fire out, and then get in up above it when it cools down to put a new plug in. Yeah, yeah. So it's, if, you, if, you, if your fusible plug's gone, you're not the best to drive, as shall we say. <laughs> and you've got a lovely carriage on the back of it here, is, you know, taking people around and... It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, that's the, the uh, work of Derry Kizik. That ah, he, he made it. He made it, it for me daughter. Um, just knocked it up, had a bits and pieces. You know what Derry's like, so oh, some it's man, a, isn't he? Yeah, it's a good match for the little engine, like like a little living van. Yeah, yeah. They, they lived in them in the huts. They carried, took around with them, especially on the high road when they had the roller. And it's supposed to be a long way from home, wouldn't it? From no home. jumping in the like, car and nipping back no at night, is if it? If you live down Port Erin and you're working in Santon, it's, you know, the only thing you had was a push bike Ooh. and that. And you, ha you, you had to be up at six o'clock to get these fired up. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's because eight o'clock was when they started and sometimes it would take two hours. Yeah. And another thing they had to watch if the thing... Some of the boilers blew up, actually. The, the, you know. Oh, you'd know about it if one there, of them There had been accidents. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, there's a serious bit of kit, and it's lovely that we can all come here today and enjoy looking at it in this miniature yes. form, at least. 
mm. and bring back the memories. Yes. Yeah, like lovely. I say, I, I only drove one of the big ones once, and the Billy Neal down Ra Ramsey, and that he says you've always wanted to drive one. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> and I got it stuck. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so where would they be parked on the farms? Where, where as a rule would they go? Well, we would think down at used to go to Ballygunnel to give demonstrations down there. I see. Yeah. And that, and. Yeah. Well, Harvey Briggs asked me, he said, why did you take the long road? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you were like that all the way. <laughs> but them steering wheels, there's only chains going round a roller that steered it. He and you were this way. Place, and you, oh, were one, you were this way and that way and this way and that way. And oh, it'd be tiresome, that. wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, so the, it was like that. No, but no, it's good. It is good. Mm. And how the machinery's changed over time. It is. And, yeah. and now just... Electronics have all come into play, and what about you, Fred? What do you reckon to them? Oh, not a lot. <laughs> like most of the boys here, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you can't uh, just get the, the toolkit out and the spanners out and have a go, can you? Nowadays, you've got to have the computers and yeah, how it's changed. All, all I need here is a bit of water and a bit of coal, and that's it, and a bit of oil. Yeah. And there you go. There you go. I'll yeah. tell you another little thing you might want to know, like it, you might. Remember you heard of the Ellen Vannon that sank? Yes, yes. Well, there was a fella working on the Ellen Vannon. I, I was to have been told all this, Billy Neal told me. A fella working on the Ellen Vannon, and he lived out somewhere out Solby Way, down the Claddocks Way. And he was walking back down to get on the board, like to work when that night they were going out. And some fella was going down the road in the steam engine, oh, I'll give you a lift. They pulled in at the Ginger Hall. Well, they'd been in there a little bit longer, probably. <laughs> but they come out. They forgot about the fire had gone out. Oh, no. So he missed his boat. Oh, goodness me. And so, you know, it went down on that journey well, to Liverpool. I never... Something was looking out for him. Yeah. Must have been a good pint in the Ginger Hall, though. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been. And you'll have seen, like you said, some changes, not only yeah. with the farmland, but with the machines. Yes. Well, like when I was at school, on the farms, it was all horses thing. And then, well, during the war, the tractor come in. But the thrashing, like it took, what, 12 to 16 men on the thrashing mill. And that was driven by the steam engine, you know. Yeah, and yeah. like... Freddie Bell, who was on the steam engines, when the marshals started coming in, he used to say, they don't know how well off they are. <laughs> you just have to swing a handle. And here we used to be here six o'clock getting steam up. Because eight o'clock on the farms used to be then. The first sheep had to be going through. Well, goodness yeah. me, and how things have changed. I bet yes. you see these big tractors going through there now. All yeah. of the electricals. In, yeah, they're well, like spaceships, aren't they? Like it was all cut with the binder, stooped, yeah. carted in. You know, and then combines come in, like when we got the combine, that was a wonderful machine, because it was one of the first self-propelled, and that's, I had to take a test on it, to be honest. <laughs> what great memories. <laughs> and that, and uh, it was lifted off the boat down at, uh, near where the petrol station is, you know, now the petrol depot for... Down in Douglas Key there. Yeah, in South yeah. Key with a steam thing, uh, crane that they had there. And 
they'd arranged for Shimon, the fella that was doing the tests, to come down when it came off the boat. And I'd been away to Lincolnshire, the agents in England, like, and took a course on it. Me and a fella called Tom Gilverson. Unfortunately, Tom was killed in the Winter Hill disaster. But them there, them times, to go away to do a course, you know, nowadays everybody jumps on the boat yeah. and goes and does a course, but that there was a huge undertaking for you yeah, as a young was. fella. Mm. Oh, I'd gone away to somewhere where you'd never been. No. Tom Gilverson was with us, like. Yeah, but the, the thing is, you've got to get to the other side, yes. then travel. Now, we, you know, we've got the trains, yeah. the network of trains we have now is very different to, to then. It's like taking the test, well... The examiner said, uh, where do I sit? I said, well, there's only one seat on these. <laughs> You'll have to stand on the step. And he's singing. I went up as far as the stone bridge. And he said, this will do. I've got to walk back. He said, now I've got to decide what sort of a licence, because I've never seen one of these before. Oh, my. So who brought it in originally, Bobby? Was this your family or the people yeah. you were working for? Or? No, I was working for my father, like, yeah. And that was up in Knockfroy? In Knockfroy, yeah. Well, I was born in Knockfroy, like at the farm. And there. And that, until I decided to go motorcycle racing. And, that's and turned into a madman. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's a bit of another story, like. <laughs> but what, what great, great memories. But to, for that there, to be the first to come to the Isle of Man, and it must have been a really special moment for your family. Yeah, I suppose it was to get that machine, like and yeah. that but people said oh it's too big well if this well if they've seen the ones now <laughs> 30 foot cut and that was 10 foot cut yeah. but no was, you know but your place from when we got it really until thing i went away combining yeah yeah, yeah. and you do like you say the parish of santon malu would that yeah. be how it would work yeah, you'd go around right, uh, right down round to the south of the island yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I suppose it wouldn't be long paying for itself in that way. I'll tell you where I had a job. I left Scarlet Farm, out Scarlet, through Castletown. Well, I had a job getting round the corner of the Castletown. I had to track to get through there with the combine. And then up Maloo Street, that's right, and come out where the lights are, because I was going up to Foxdale. And that at four o'clock in the morning. No way. <laughs> and was there certain areas that would grow more corn than other areas on the island then? Well, it was mostly the south we were on, Yeah. you know. Oh, would every it, farm grow a bit, would yes, they? Yes, each farm right. would grow a certain amount. Right, right. You know, like lots of farms. Like most of the fields we were in was, what, six, eight acres. The biggest field would be about 14 acres. And I suppose knowing that there was a combine about, they might plant a bit more if they didn't, you yeah. know, knew they had well, machinery yeah. to lift it. Yeah, well thing you know lots of people were coming to see how it worked really stopping yeah. to see us with this machine oh, and that, there's one or two massey combines but the massey wasn't to, to us and to lots of people it was would handle the grain all right but wouldn't handle the straw right. we wanted something because straw then was oats and that was about five foot high you know Goodness. four to five foot high because the straw to the farmer was as important as the oats, really. Well, I don't think much has changed there now, even, Bobby. The, yeah. the straw is absolutely sought yeah, after. The winters seem to be very long now. Yeah. It, do you see yeah. that change as well? Yeah, oh, I see the change all the, through, the, yeah, through the years. The, the winters are wetter than that. We used to get the snow, but uh, and the summers, 
Well, you got good summers and bad summers, and that it was in the 1950s, and they were trying to sell the corn in Stooks, like you know, in, in November. You see, they had the farm sales then. Oh, I see, yes, yeah. yeah. You know. That's late in the year, November, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, November the 12th was... Uh, oh, like the Hollandtide. Hollandtide, they sold uh, Yes, yes, I October see. October and November, you see, for Hollandtide. Right, the change and in the leases. The change, and the thing, that was the changeover of the farms, like... I see, going yeah. Back, going back originally, like, that's when farms took a man on. Yes, yes. And they give him a shilling, and they had to stay the year. Wow. Whether they liked it or not. Was it Santa, like you were saying before, it does have the Hollandtide Fair still, yeah. and Donald Gellin would be there uh, most years, and I caught up with him a couple of years back, and he was explaining that. But things haven't changed so much. Do we still, we rent yes. an awful lot of ground, and the tendencies are, yeah, yeah in November. November the 12th. That's it, yeah. exactly. And, and they still do have all the livestock off for that day. And the old tenant had to be out by midday, and the new one could come in any time after that. And was it so for many of those farmers having to leave the ground, or was it just well, a common thing then? Well, lots, these farms might be fellas retiring, but some it was having to move out because thing they might want a bigger farm. Right, okay. See, the, all the small farms have gone. See, used to be lots of farms would start out with, say, 30, 40, 50 acres, but they've all gone now because they, they've been made into gentlemen's residence. And the farm's land has either been sold off or let off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is that's a sad thing. And I know I'm a younger farmer, but uh, yeah. there's not too many younger ones coming through after me. And that no. is a worrying time, see, I think. There's no small farms like that where they can start out. You know, used to be lots, you see, would start out like that. They'd still be working for a farm somewhere. But the farms they were working for and that, they'd always like them, you know. And that, and say, oh well, you don't need thing like get yourself one horse. You can borrow a horse from us, you know, and things and get like a start that. Made. And get a start made. But now you, you go to the bank looking on yeah, to buy borrowing. a tractor and yeah, borrow well, all this borrow, money. You know, you're gonna borrow thousands of pounds to buy a tractor today. Oh, absolutely. And they wouldn't look at you. It's a lot of luck in farming because you get bad weather or get something. You know, that sheep you've reared it all the time, and. If it's pouring with rain and the lamb's born out, by the time you get out to see it, it could be dead, and therefore you've got to keep the sheep another year now to get another lamb. I think the farmers are very tough people, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's bred in here, I think. Yeah, I think that that yeah. is a true fact. I know yeah. there's it's quite a number of uh, first-generation farmers, yes. especially in the UK. You see some of these documentaries on telly, and they're having a go, and absolute full credit to yeah. them. And they realise how hard it you is to produce out. food yeah. and, and get a start yeah. made. But uh, we've got to look after these farmers. Yeah, well, they need the farmers. You know, during the war, you see, when they had dig for victory, the Isle of Man was basically supplying itself, you know, with meat and milk and, you know, eggs and everything. Yeah. And of course, rabbits were thing weren't rations, so rabbits were a good thing. Like, I had a good business going catching rabbits. I bought me motorbikes with rabbit money. Well, I never. Yeah, I got them. Dozens or maybe hundreds of rabbits up on your place. Goodness me, yeah. And you do, you're coming back and having another go. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody eats rabbits now. Because no. my when I was rabbiting, you see, we've been on the combine, you'd see where there was lots of rabbits. The farm would be glad to get them. And I'd just be out at night on their farm, 
fine, you know, ask them, yeah, that's fine. Used to always hang a couple of rabbits up in the cow house for them, you know, so they could have that. Yeah. So they'd know I'd been out. And, uh, that oh. was the way, but that's the way, and, yeah. and how things have changed. But at least we're enjoying a good day yes, out it's here. A, it's a nice day. Remembering a bit of history as we go. And there's a good turnout of all this old machinery yeah. and stuff. And it's yeah. a nice place up here. There's a wonderful view when you it's look out there. Some view, isn't it? There is. Absolutely beautiful. And that's something I thought at the Southern Show up at your place. That you know, combine them fields, but being able to there and looking out, I thought this, people don't see this. They don't get the chance, yeah. do they? No. And I think like, that's one thing, as a person working yeah. in the countryside, we're, we're very lucky to yeah. get up and see that. It is a breath of fresh air, yeah, well, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'd always said I'd never live in the town. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're no. very, very fortunate. Yeah, and, and here on the Isle of Man, it, it is a very yeah, beautiful is. place, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It could, you couldn't find a better spot to be up here. Yeah. You know, when you look out all through there on a day like this, this... Yeah. Like that's worth farming. Like I've always said, I'm a millionaire because I can see this. Yes. Money's no good. You could think, no. you know, a million pound in the bank and thinking, oh, you're well off. But when you can stand and look at all this, it's to me, it's all you need. It's priceless. And get up in the morning and hear the birds. Yeah. And you know, and the, it's well, the I always things, like, like to hear the cuckoo come when it arrives and that in the spring. Yeah. And the swallows. The swallows, nothing yeah. nicer, is it? Out on the lambing round, and there yeah. they come swooping in. Just yeah, they brilliant. do. And no. It's such a nice thing. You see their little heads poking out of the nests. Oh, yeah. It is. It is special. I don't think, however old you are, but if you're a, a country person, these yeah. are things that are so special year yeah. in, year out, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That was Bobby Cooley, the judge for the day, Shauna Boyle, the prize winner of the tractor section, and Fred Quay, the overall champion. Yeah, it's uh, sounded an excellent uh, time out there. Lovely week, well, weather for it as well. Oh, the weather is just fantastic. And like Bobby Cooley said, the view out over the south of the island was just spectacular. But it's a great job that uh, Graham Taylor and his team do there up in, in Quarterman, a very peaceful place, and um, having all of the lovely animals they have for the children to come and pet and have a look at. But the day was so busy with those lovely, lovely shine and vintage cars, tractors, and some of the stationary engines. And the, uh, the galley family, there as always with the items from yesteryear all the old irons and hoovers and all the rest of it that uh, always show an interest but lots of people in attendance and a good day out yeah you never know what you can get with a raffle ticket Kiri do you but absolutely not <laughs> you're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself Simon Clark. Well, there was the display of uh, ploughing and old machinery up the north of the Isle of Man at Ballacrebin Farm, uh, just on the uh, Benahera Road there, courtesy of the Cannell family. And I popped along there and I spoke to Colin Duggan in the ploughing and also Peter as well. And firstly, I spoke to Johnny Crawley, who was there with his team setting up the field marshal and the old Jones baler. Sort of based on, on the modern abela really, but the, the simple original design of it, I'd imagine. Yes, they were, they were um, made for many and distributed right round the, the, up and down the countryside. There's still a lot of them on the, on the go. So, uh, and this is the only one that I know that's on the Isle of Man Lake, but what, what what sort of age is on this one? What year would this one be? 1948. 
Really? Yeah. Because I mean, when I was growing up, we had the like the international baler was quite a popular one with the yeah. pickup reel and yeah, stuff. But that's right. when you look at this one, she's driven by the field marshal of Ori's there. But yeah. it, it's a similar sort of um, similar sort of process to, to the modern balers, isn't it? Yeah. You only you're, you're running along with the modern balers. You're picking it up off the ground, don't you? Yeah. So uh, that's what we're doing now. We're, we've got that one there, they're rolled across here and uh, throwing it in and putting it out the other end. Now I see see there's a there's some strings going round her like the like the modern balers. Does it tie it itself? No, no, Ari ties it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, where how did how did you acquire this one? Was it always on the Isle of Man this one? It came to the Isle of Man uh, the the baler the mill and the field marshal in uh, 1949 and it went to uh, Ronaldsway Farm down at the airport, down below the airport and it went on there south of the island for quite a long time going round with the mills and the baler and, and uh, then it, um, it went to um, Paul Rose Farm then that's where it went after that, the whole yuck. It all went down there, and then they were doing the Douglas area and out to St. Jo uh, out towards uh, Crosby, and, and they were going and doing the, the farm, in the farmyards. Um, and then it went to, uh, <coughs> after that it went to, um, uh, Tom Callow, down at, uh, at, um, you know the where the cafe is when you're coming round the bul top of the bulgum there and coming into oh, at the at the dune there yeah at the yeah, dune yeah yeah. yeah yeah well Tommy looked at the dune and he had a run with it there for a couple of years and then he lived a couple of houses down from me uh, <coughs> he he, uh, he was an old fella like he was he was 82 then and he said to me. What are you doing today, young fella? And I said, Oh, I'm not doing much, Thomas. He said, He says, Do you want to come with me? And, and he said, And have a have a, a fire. And I said, A fire? And I said, It's too fine a day to have a fire, isn't it? He said, No, it's a good day for the fire. So I said, Where are we going to go for the fire? So he said, We're going up to up to Laxey, up to the. He said, I've got a, a, a mill, mill up there and they're wanting to build a big shed for cattle. So he said, uh, we've got to get the mill shifted. So I said, oh, let's go up and have a look then. So we went up and had a look. And I said, yeah, I said, you want your head looking at, Tom? I said, you want to burn a mill? I said, I never heard that like of that in my life. And he said, no, no, he said, you... He said, we've got to get it shifted, he said, because they want to start boring the holes to put their uprights in. So I said, right, get in this car then. So we, we went back, we went back home, and uh, <coughs> he said, right, he said, you can have it, he said. I don't want nothing for it, he said, I just want it off this land so he can get going with the, with the, uh, with the, you know, the... Getting on with his building. Building, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, 
I said to him, well, I said, it's got two, it's got a flat tire on the front, the mill, and one on the back. I said, there's no wheels at all on the, on the baler. I said that the wheels for the baler, he said, are in my, in my greenhouse, in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty old-fashioned he was. My God, I tell you what. Yeah, did he did he give them to you? Yeah, he, he gave me the whole lot. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I uh, I said to him, uh, I said, well, well, what did you do with the? You didn't p put fire to the marshal, did you? And he said, no, no. He said the marshal's up in the shed there. And I said, you never told me that. So I said, come on, get yourself in here. We'll go up and have a look. So we went up there and it was in a, a car garage, which was, you know, just a bit above a man's head. And uh, so I said to him, how are you getting in and out here? Like, uh, he, he said, oh, he said, we take the, take the manifold off the, take the stack, take the, the stack out. So they keep all the, the, the only, the highest thing then is the, is the steering wheel. So he said, that's where it's been in there all the time. So I said, does that go with it? And he said, oh no, he said, well, I've given you the mill and baler, but he said, I want a few shillings, he said, for the for the marshal. So I said, right, well, we'll go home now and then we'll go and have a cup of coffee and then we'll see what, how much the shillings are. So he, he, he went home and and, uh, and he, he more or less gave it me. Right. Yeah. He, I Did you have to do much to it? No. Well, we had to we had to uh, completely refurbish the mill, like uh, we repaired a lot of um, the woodwork in it and a lot of the tin work and the side the 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 boards on the side of the mill all had to be replaced. It was it, it was it was ready for the match, like yeah 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 you know, it was. Uh, but the but the baler is no, she, she's running today and yeah oh yeah she and the mill runs yeah. as well like uh, but we don't if we're going to a big show um, you know where you're going to be there all day we have the mill driving the baler right and the and the field marshal driving the mill so they get all connected together yeah yes yeah. yeah, so, and and it looks better but uh, when you're only going here you see you. Uh, you, you haven't got you, you haven't got the time and you haven't got the people looking like you, so but what's that the, the square bales coming out of it i mean what size would they be to the to the sort of square bales that, that horse owners and farmers would know from the 70s and 80s oh well these these bales here that's in here they're, they're, they're that soft you, you you could pick about six at a time up because you, you've got you can you've got to get pressure on it that's what I was doing, winding it down there. Um, but um, they were, they, these here, they were, they, they, they're not making proper bales, you see. Yeah, but but it's it's it. Like I said, it started. The, the process is very similar. You got the the feeder, and you you got the ram there, yeah, and yeah. some string around it. So it's the the design. You know, it's yeah. stuck with it a long way, long time really. But yeah. all don't see many square bales now, though, Johnny. No, no, you don't. But great to see it in action here today. Right, very good. Thank you. Well, Colin Duggan, thanks for, for stopping her for a second. We'll 
you're one of the few with the McCormick International here today. Yes, yeah. Um, I bought this tractor oh, about three or four years ago. Um, came from from a fellow down in Somerset, and it was originally registered when it was new. It was in Jersey. Really? So she's been well travelled. Right. I, now we always had the Massey 35s when I was a kid on yeah. our farm. I always remember going to Balakamesh where Ab Gellan was. Yes. And Ab had one like this. And right. I, I think it ended up at Allenson's maybe, and she was, she was still going many, many years later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a good old bus, really. Very good, good traction wise. Um, that's what I like about it. Um, Does this one have a diff lock on her too? Yeah. 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 They were ahead of the time when the International brought out the 250 was the first of this uh, type of thing and they had a, a diff lock on which took Massey Ferguson another 10 years I think before they <laughs> they got round to doing it. Yeah because I remember when I was here we had the uh, trailer bringing the bales in and we'd borrowed it and, and I got on I thought what's this one doing I jammed the pedal down <laughs> and my brother couldn't get it turned. <laughs> So Absolutely. They, yeah, yeah. So they were one of the the first I sort of remember with it. But yeah. Yeah, not not be used it much for this sort of ploughing though, will you? Um, this is the only job it does now. Um, I I take it away to to England to do the British National ploughing match. And uh, I I was taken. I've got a well, I've got a Massey Ferguson one three five. And uh, the trouble is they're a bit. Um, a bit desirable and if you're at the wrong place you can lose it <laughs> really <laughs> yeah so these here are arguably even better to play with but they're not so, not quite so desirable but so. you don't you don't see as many of these about though do you um they are at plowing matches they're really? away yeah. yeah they they are the, the um, pretty well up there yeah and what about the uh, the plow that you got on it today that, uh, um, that doesn't look an international Ford, is it? It's a Ransom um, TS86 match blow. Um, I've had it for about 20 years, but it was second hand. It was probably made around about 1970. Yeah. But, but plows, you, you think to yourself that one plow would be the ideal one, but there's many different types involved. Oh, everybody has their own little idea as to what they, what they need. Then they know they know which thing to adjust on it. Yeah, yeah. Has exactly. it got its own special spanner? Um, there is a spanner there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it, it goes goes quite well. Yeah. Are you still enjoying the the competitions? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's a day out, an excuse to meet people, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, I'll keep going as long as I can. It'd be well. nice to. Be nice to be able to keep going like Harold East and them, them fellas. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, well, I'll leave you. The, the first thing of the buy looks pretty straight, Colin. You must be looking at it thinking it's not bad. It's not a bad start. I will leave it to you. We'll put up with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, firstly, Peter, uh, great to see some old machinery out at Balakraven here. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it takes, takes you back to see some of this stuff. What's scary is some of them were actually the things I remember as a kid actually using using properly in the fields, not just here as a, a vintage day. But it's something that uh, you and your family have been getting together with for quite a few years now, and 
stuck with it uh, with the agricultural world um, through the thick and thin really absolutely I mean uh, with this, the farms being here I mean we always laugh that we're new to the parish because we only arrived here in 1860 um, but yeah, this is very much, it's lovely to see the farm, the fields being worked sort of in the old way. And I know modern times you've got to move on, but it's it's great to sort of still be connected with the people that uh, grew up here and, and know the land and know the tractors and know, uh, know the old skills. But of course, you started the the agricultural supplies part of it, the cannels here. And, and of course, after the, the sad passing of your dad, Peter, um, mm. your mum has, has kept it going. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's it's uh, part of the community here up in Andrus. Though there are still people who sort of come across us and didn't realise we were actually here. But uh, yeah, we've been going quite a few years now, and um, a lot of regular customers um, covers off everything from uh, just the agricultural side through to the gardening to horses. You know anything you need for the country, and of course. I'm standing in clothes bought from Canon's Agricultural <laughs> Supplies because that's what I get and forgiven given for Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice, isn't it? and it's got that um, you know you, you can go to certain shops and people are buying stuff online. But you've you've prided yourselves on 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 the personal side of the, and that's why I suppose you've kept the customers that you've got so long. Well, there's that. I mean, people enjoy just coming up to the farm to see the place, to see what's in the shop. Um, to talk to us about what we've actually got and what we need and sometimes you know you can't do it online quite the same but sitting down with someone and going well what exactly do I need for this sort of thing and uh, that's where those the country shops do well because we know what works best for the people in the area. And what about the, the keenness as a lot of the old uh, plowers here today and uh, you know the the balers in action and the old field marshal it's it's they love coming and showing them, don't they? And and and, and the, the competition of maybe winning the ploughing match. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. But I think most of it is actually the the fact that they've got the tractors out. It's, they're not just collectors' items; they're actually using them. And uh, you know, to see the Massey Fergusons in particular, because they're always my favourite, is the thirty fives. Uh, it's just an amazing piece of engineering, and to see the fact that they're still doing a fantastic job with them. You know, it's great to see that they're uh, still in use. Mm, well, no need for the wellies today, that's one thing. Absolutely not, uh, no. It's, it's a good dry field today. Uh, you know, we've got the harvest in already off here, and uh, now we'll be getting ready for planning for the next season. So, uh, yeah, it keeps coming around and going around. Well, thanks for uh, letting everyone and ourselves uh, join in on the, on the uh, Vintage Machinery Day today. Absolute pleasure, and I hope we'll see you here next year. Peter Cannell, Colin Duggan and Johnny Crowley with his tale about uh, where the old bailer come from. <laughs> Mighty when, they, oh no, no one to say, I haven't got much to say about it. And then uh, when the memories start flowing back oh, to them. Oh, it's really lovely. Yeah. And I think that was the same for me at St Mark's, the memories that Bobby Cooley had of the farm and around the Isle of Man. But these things are so special in Manx history, aren't they? And, and those memories to see how far we've come as yeah. well with now the modern machinery that looks ever so different to what we see at the weekends. Well, just about it uh, from us today. Just a couple of things to mention. I think we'll be out at about uh, next week, Kiri, won't we, at the Isle of Man Food and Drink Festival at the Villa Marina Gardens. Oh, 
it's always a good mm. one, isn't it? All the tasters that are going around, those cheese and then the milkshake and different beef sausages. Oh, I can't wait. Indeed. And of course, don't forget a date for your diary, Saturday. Yes, Saturday, the 25th of September in the Parish Hall in Andrus. It's the Root Show or the Andrus Produce Show as it is today. Uh, if you want to go and support that one. Any events that you have, let us know here. Uh, Kiri Kermode or Simon Clark, countryside at manxradio.com. And uh, we'll give them a mention, even pop along. And don't forget the top sale on Wednesday the 15th down at Knockalo there at Peel. That's it then from me, Simon Clark. And me, Gary Gurman. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.